Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in today for episode number seven. We're in a conversation series called Be Kind. This series is all about making the daily choice to be friendly, generous, and considerate. And we know this only comes through the power that Jesus gives us to extend this uncommon kindness in every single interaction. Today, I am joined by my good friends, Jimmy and Kaya Roper, as we talk about being kind to vulnerable kids. Well, here we go. This is the Uncommon Christian Podcast with Michael Hinton. I am joined by two amazing, amazing people and Jimmy and Kaya Roper coming to us from Lexington, Kentucky. Why don't you guys say hi to the podcast? Hey, everybody. How you all doing? (laughs) Man, these people. So let me just tell you real quick, like a student of mine shared a blog post uh, that Kaya had wrote and I read it and I literally was so fascinated with it. And it was like, uh, maybe six or seven o'clock here uh, in California, which was like really late their time. And I just remember messaging Jimmy and being like, hey, you don't know me. I want to know you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so grateful that's that God works. Together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, it was, that was awesome. And it was. It was so good. And they have such an amazing story that we can't wait to share with everybody. So let me do this. Kaya, Jimmy, why don't you just jump off here? Tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, and uh, just get us uh, get us going here. Yeah, so I am Kaya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm Kaya. I am um, from Georgetown, Kentucky, um, and I am a uh, seventh grade social studies teacher. Um, but I also do. Yeah, that's what everyone says. Them boys be smelling <laughs> all the stink. I love all the stink. Um, um, but yeah, I um, teach seventh grade social studies and I do photography on the side. And then um, we have three really great kids. Um, Kari's 16, Isaiah's two. And then we have a eight month old named Promise. So I spend lots of time snuggling all of our little babies and our big baby. So, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and my name is Jimmy. Uh, I'm originally from Detroit, Michigan, uh, moved here to Kentucky to play basketball for Asbury. So that's how I got to Kentucky. Uh, I know a lot of people always ask me, how in the world did you get <laughs> all the way down there? So uh, it's, it's, a, it's crazy. That. Yeah, it's a crazy journey. Crazy journey. Uh, I am in student ministry. I am the student pastor at a church in Lexington. Um, I've been a part of ministry for going on six years now. So it's been it's been an awesome journey doing that. God's been teaching me a lot of great things. And yeah, yeah, it's just been awesome. My wife told you about our kids. Awesome. I can't. Yeah, I can't leave out our dog, Andy. That was our first baby. So he was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's my uh, boy. <laughs> dogs uh, <laughs> we have I, I say that as we have a dog a shiba inu which is a japanese dog at home named draco he's the worst and we're trying to sell <laughs> so if anybody's interested in a dog please come see me um, <laughs> that's great and i love that i love the fact that you're from kentucky go wildcats so big time kentucky fan i spent eight years of my life in kentucky i get the same question all the time bro i'm from naples florida people ask me well how would you come to kentucky because yeah. it's god's basketball land so uh, <laughs> exactly. but hey we're in a 
We're in a series called Be Kind, where we're talking about how the uncommon Christian can be kind in a world where kindness is sometimes hard to find, right? Now, you guys are in such a unique position to talk about kindness. Um, But before we dive really into that, I would love for you to define for us what is what is kindness to the ropers? Oh, man, I, I could take the first stab at that. Uh, like we we are. Um, I think the first thing that comes to my mind is us being a very loving home. Uh, we like we accept anybody. We do things just out of the norm. Like we our house, like if you. You know, if you get to know us more, our house is not the common house like at all. Uh, you know, we got a we got a mixed dog that we we adopted, and then you know, Kari and Isaiah uh, are our adopt, adopted kids, and then Promise is our only biological. So it's our house is just a lot of mixtures, but it's like that for us, kindness is just loving, loving like no other, and just showing Christ as much as we can. Mm, I like that, loving yeah. like no other. That's a good one. What about you, Kyle? Yeah. Yeah, I think that I would say a lot of the same things that Jimmy said, but I think I would add that kindness is um, loving all the time, not only when it's easy or convenient or um, mm. natural even. Breach. Um, Breach. I think I think that's what kindness is. It's more than just like loving people who look like you and talk like you and dress like you. It's... it's um, loving people and empowering people and encouraging people who um, don't have the same life that you have. So. Oof. Yeah. Uh, you have, you have your degree in kynology. I mean, <laughs> man. <laughs> That's good. So let me, let me make sure I got this, this right for our audience. Kindness is loving like no other. And kindness is loving all the time, regardless of what people look like what background they come from and who they are yeah Mm. yeah and that's that's why that's how those that's how they're for the ropers (laughs) yeah that well hey shoot i want to be y'all friend now like (laughs) the thing about kindness is it's just it's such a thing that we take for granted right we talk about we want to be kind we want people well here's what we talk about we want people to treat us with kindness right we want that we want people to be nice to us, to extend grace to us, to to go above and beyond for us. But we're not always willing to do it the other way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And so, yeah. and in our world, especially in this season, you know, COVID, in the midst of COVID, and uh, or as my kids call it, Rona, and um, <laughs> you know, it's just it's just so difficult to everybody's screaming, everybody's yelling, people telling each other to be quiet and listen to me. And my, my thing is important. My voice is important. Nobody just wants to stop and think, Mm -hmm. and what it would look like to just be nice to somebody all the time. For sure. Right. Well, okay. So kindness comes in all sorts of ways. And I believe one of the ways that's so beautiful about your family is uh, your family is re- recently engaged in what is when it comes to stepping in the gap for what I'm calling vulnerable kids. Mm. So why don't you guys tell us your story and how did, how did kindness play out in that? 
And uh, you want me to take you go ahead first, Kaya? Uh, okay. Well, I guess um, very quickly, our story is quite a long one, but we um, tried to get pregnant for like a year and a half. And God was like really clear that he wanted us to try and it didn't happen. And I was devastated and Jimmy was devastated and we were really confused. Um, And Jimmy and I had talked about doing foster care from uh, the very beginning of our marriage, maybe even uh, while we were dating. Um, And, but our plans were to have um, biological kids first and then do foster care after that. And God said, that's really cute that you have those plans, but that's not what's actually going to happen. Um, and so we tried to get pregnant for a year and a half. It just didn't happen. And so we felt like God laid it on our heart to do foster care. And, um, that was just something that, um, I don't, I can't even really explain it. I don't really have, um, any family members who have done foster care in the past. Um, it was just something that was like laid on our hearts. I, I can't even explain it. It was very like, um, it was definitely just like anointed. Like it was just something that God was very clear that he wanted us to do. And so we did it and we went for it and, um, we started the process and we got certified and, um, they asked us what age we wanted. And initially we were like, well, we want like young to like school age kids. Um, and, and God interrupted us again and was like, that's cute that you have those plans, but that's not what I have in uh, that's God, what I have I'm always interrupting things. I know, right? <laughs> so he um, was very clear to us. Um, and that's like a whole long story for another day. But he's very clear to us that he wanted us to do teenagers. And I begged him. I was like, God, I am a teenager. I am 12 years old. I'm not actually 12. I was like 22 at the time. But I was like, like 12. How? Yes, I was like, <laughs> how am I supposed to parent a teenager when I literally just escaped my teenage years? Like, I- I'm so unqualified for this. And God very clearly um, spoke to me and said, you're not qualified for this. You're so right. You're absolutely not. Mm. But um, with me, like you are, and I, mm. I am qualified. And with, if you invite me in on this, like you're more than qualified and you're more than enough. And so after we, I mean, we like battled it. We like told our caseworker that we were going to take teens. And then we backed out again because Satan got in our ear and was like, you're too young. Your house isn't big enough. You don't, you're not financially stable enough. And, um, God wrecked me again and, um, was very clear. No, this is what I want you to do. And so we, we were obedient and we went back to our case manager again and told her, okay, I guess we're doing teens. And, um, a couple weeks later, they called and said, would you be interested in a 14-year-old and her nine-month-old son? And um, it was like, a, we had gotten calls in the past for different placements, but they just didn't, they weren't the ones. Like they like didn't, they, they just weren't the ones. I can't describe it. And so, but as soon as I got this call, it was like instantly, like these are the ones, this, this is it. Like wow. these are, these are the ones. And it was, it's crazy how, um, clear God has been with us over this whole process, um, in our trainings and, um, like getting kit. I mean, all of it, but so we said yes. And, um, two days later on a Wednesday afternoon, Kari, um, our daughter, uh, she was 14 at the time, um, knocked on our door with her garbage bag full of what little she had. 
Um, and she on her hip was our little grandson, um, Izier, and he was nine months at the time. Um, and yeah, the rest is history. We're, uh, going into, um, two years. It'll be two years in September since we got them. So yeah. Yeah. What a story. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and I forget (laughs) that six months after we got Kari and Izier, I ended up pregnant with our biological daughter promise so it's yeah it's it's a crazy house we have (laughs) and we're gonna we're gonna have to have you back to get all the backstory because i know our listeners are going to be like wow that is crazy and insane and how about this faithful oh for sure yeah faithful for sure and so okay so so kaya gave us a story well i want to get your reaction jimmy to this You've been yeah. in this process of fostering and now adopting Kari and Izir into the home as you welcome your own biological uh, daughter and promise. And I had this quote that I saw that I think, man, I, I really think it's a beautiful description of, of what you guys are doing. The Gospel Coalition recently put out a quote that says, adoption mirrors the gospel story, not only in its beauty, but also in its costliness. Mm, mm. It's so true. It's so true. You you have to think about uh, just Jesus' story and what he was called to do, right? What, what was his purpose to come to earth for? And um, I mean, that's that 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 quote alone, like, is just so true because everything that Jesus did was costly. Everything mm-hmm. that he lived was costly. Mm-hmm. I mean, he cost his life to to sacrifice for us, you know, and. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, like when you look at foster care, you're literally sacrificing everything, your marriage, mm-hmm. you're bringing into somebody that you don't know, especially a teenager. I mean, that was that's 14 years of, I mean, of neglect that my daughter experienced that we had to kind of like redo. And just like, I mean, Satan was just all over the place. And, you know, you, yeah. you're getting the people that don't support you in that you hear all type of negative things like, oh, you have to watch out for that. Like, you know, this trauma with that, which like, no, like, no, like Jesus didn't care what it looked like. You know, Jesus didn't care yeah. like yeah. how people was going to look at him. People didn't care. Like they, they, it just doesn't matter. You know, and we, we got all types of looks for that, you know, and like we, people ask me, was that my biological daughter? And I'm like, jokingly, I'm like, yep, that's, that's exactly who it is. Yep. That's exactly <laughs> who it is. And, you know, like it's, it's crazy to think about like how people look at uh, the foster care system as, you know, just a, I don't even know how to look at it, but it, it was just awesome. It, it cost a lot, it cost us a lot. I mean, a lot of times Satan will creep in our ear and like, like, is this the right thing we need to be doing? And God would just slap us in the face every single time and just say, yes, this is what you're called to do in this moment, you know, to love her like no other, like I said, and, you know, and no matter what you love, you know, and it's, 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 it's awesome. And it's, it's, it was yeah. crazy. It was crazy. It definitely was crazy. Man. Yeah. I, I, I just think, gosh, what a willing, what, what a testimony to be willing to, jump and say, yes, God, I'm going to, me and my husband, we are going to say yes to this incredibly difficult season of life and ministry by bringing in a teenager and 
her son. Like we're going to become instant grandparents. Like this is crazy. And we're like (laughs) in our mid twenties, like this is crazy. Right. (laughs) But the the faithfulness to say, yes, Lord. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Lord. Right. Which, which as you know, someday we'll get to tell the other part of the story, which your faithfulness was rewarded because then you get your daughter promise. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Exactly. Yeah, I just, like, okay. like we, I also, like I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just going to say to add on to that because um, Michael actually shared that quote with me. Um, and I just felt it in my core. Um, mm. And I think um, the that foster care is just such a picture of the gospel because, like you were saying, um, with the fact that we were just willing to say yes. And in the same way, Jesus knew what his fate was and he said, your will be done. Like, let's do it. And so I feel like, um, he knew that there was going to be pain. And I think that's what, that's one of the stigmas with foster care is that people are, um, pushed away from it. Um, just because they're like, well, you have to say bye to the kids and it, it's, it's just too painful, um, to get attached and then to have to let them go. And, but at the end of the day, that's what kindness is, is um, at the most inconvenient times in the most um, awful like conditions, like still doing it anyway, you know, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just I loved yeah. that because it just like I think I like knew in the back of my mind that what we were doing was a picture of the gospel, but like reading it in, in that way was just like, man, like this is a picture of the gospel. Like it really is. is. No, that's good. I love that because I think people don't realize that when you do that, you, you are in a sense, you're taking on the burden of a kid of their, everything they bring, all the baggage that they bring with them as far as their, their background, their story, you're taking on their, their, their shame and their guilt, not in the way that Jesus did, but in the sense you own, you start owning that as a true parent to them. Right. Mm-hmm. And when they hurt, you hurt. Right. And when they're, yeah. when they celebrate, you're celebrating. So really there is almost no more beautiful picture than that of, you know, stepping in the gap for vulnerable kids. Mm-hmm. Right. And for vulnerable parents. I know we're uh, getting close to finishing up here. I'm sorry to keep talking, but um, I also just think that this is foster care is an opportunity for ministry to vulnerable kids, but also to vulnerable parents who mm. need time to get mm. themselves together. And it's, I mean, we've been really lucky in the sense that we've developed really great relationships with our, um, Kari's biological family. Um, and they like want promise her Kari's grandma wants promise to call her grandma. Like that. I mean, we're like, you know, like we're just connected in that way. And, um, yeah. I just think it's a beautiful opportunity to be kind to kids and also to be kind to the parents who are equally broken and, um, mm. you know, just struggling. So. No, that's good. No, I'm glad you added that. We can go a little bit over because <laughs> what we're talking about today is so important. Um, as we we're trying to spread kindness in the uncommon way, you know, that's, that's part of being a follower of Jesus is to bring this uncommon kindness to this common world that's yeah. struggling to see yeah. kindness. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And what, yeah. what a way to, what a way to say, you know what, 
the way I'm going to to show kindness is, man, I'm going to step in the gap for vulnerable kids and vulnerable parents, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. So to end the show here, give us, give our audience maybe three, three keys to be, to being more kind, especially uh, to, to parents and kids. I mean, for, for parents, for parents, um, I think you need to show empathy. Empathy is huge. Empathy mm. is huge. It's, it's not, it's not saying, it's not even the fact of just stepping in their shoes, but it's, it's saying, I'm going to hold your hand and walk with you in this. Mm. And, you know, I think that's the most important thing for me, at least because, uh, I mean, I, I don't want to go too deep into it, but the, that's, that's the main point. Empathy mm-hmm. is, is a main key. Um, love, no matter what, you know, it's, it's going to get tough. It, it, it'll get tough. I mean, loving someone is not hard. I mean, look at us. Like, look at us. I mean, God still loves us through our mess. And that's what right. we need to do, too. We need to love through through whatever. Um, yeah, and I, that's that's two points that just really hit. Kaya may have three, but those two are well, just so important I, to me. Yeah, I'll just throw in one more and we can have a combined three. Um, yeah. I also wanted to touch on your last one because you said um, that like Jesus is always willing to enter himself into our mess. And I always think of the Marie Kondo or whatever her name is from the tidying up show. And she like Mm -hmm. gets so excited to walk into like these messy houses to like reorganize Mm -hmm. them and repurpose them. And so I think that that is like my key. Um, And it's just like, be willing to Mm. step into the mess and be excited to step into the mess. Because ultimately if you're staying in your comfort zone and you're surrounded by people who look like you and talk like you and, um, operate like you. Um, it's not that difficult to be kind. And really, I feel like the purpose of being on earth is to like stretch yourself and to, um, grow and mature. And how do you do that besides putting yourself in position positions where it's not easy to be kind, you know, like I feel right. like, I feel like it should be at some point in your life, it should be difficult to be kind. And in those moments, that's when we choose kindness and that's when we grow and that's when our heart, our hearts change. And yeah. So I think just like be willing to step into those messes and be willing to sacrifice yourself, sacrifice your emotions, sacrifice your sleep and all of the logistical things that you have to sacrifice when it comes to being kind to people um, specifically vulnerable kids and parents. Um, just, yeah, just be willing. (laughs) No, that's good. I think that's good because here's the thing. The uncommon Christian will be required to do uncommon things. Yeah. And I I talk about this in our, in our, on our previous series, the uncommon is that hard things reveal things, right? Mm. And the uncommon Christian will be asked to do hard things. And being kind is one of the hard things we're being asked to do, right? That we're going to be asked to do. And when it gets hard, that's when it gets good. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yeah. Right? Agree more. Yes. Well, man, I want to thank you guys, Jimmy and Kaya and Kari and Azir and Little Baby Promise for for joining us today. And uh, I want to thank you for listening. If this was helpful for you, would you do me a 
favor, a big favor, and share this with others. Also, I'd love it if you would provide a positive rate and review on Apple Podcasts, which will help this show reach more people. And that's what it's all about, not about fame or popularity. This podcast is all about encouraging and inspiring every Christian to love Jesus and to live out their purpose in uncommon ways. Thanks for joining, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Christian Podcast with Michael Hinton. For more information on today's topic, visit UncommonChristianPodcast.com.